Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello again, my beautiful monkeys and fellow travelers. It is your best friend in the whole wide world, Uncle Silverback. Today is Tuesday. It's the 29th of June, 2021. Let's go ahead and do our contact info real quick so that you can uh, have the ability to say what you want to say and have it heard on the show. There is the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. And if you would prefer, and you are limited to, um, I believe, three minutes on that. Uh, If you have a little bit more to say, or if you would prefer to just send in regular email, or again, record your own audio and send that in to me, the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com all one word thearmedape at gmail.com over on the website which is thearmedape.com you'll find buttons for all my social media stuff you will also find there a paypal donation button and if you like the show and would consider ever donating to it financially it does help with hosting fees and domain name costs Uh, i would greatly appreciate it you can just click on the button there that says donate and follow the on-screen prompts. If you don't want to do that or feel that you uh, would like to maybe contribute in some other ways, again, you can always, it does help to support the show if you do send in feedback or comments. You can also go over, if you're on the website already, just click on that YouTube button, go over there and subscribe to my channel over there. It helps to grow that channel. And I'm planning to sort of, in the future, hopefully to be able to link some of the podcast stuff and some of my YouTube stuff uh, together as well. All right, so let's go ahead and let's jump in with uh, Season 1, Episode 2 of Mr. In-Between. And this episode is entitled Unicorns Know Everybody's Name. As I'm recording this while I am still up in Flagstaff, I don't know whether or not we'll have started to get any feedback. If we do, I can always easily stitch this in. Uh, By the time that your guys are hearing this, I'm not exactly sure what date it will be. I've got, counting this one now, probably uh, my original drive up here that I did some commentary on. And then I've got episode one that's in the can. And by the time you're hearing this, you'll of course have already heard episode one. And then I've got this one. And I'll probably actually record maybe I don't know if I'll record another one tonight or, or tomorrow or something like that. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump in with, uh, again, episode two. So episode two opens, and we see a guy. He's like a family man. Uh, we don't 
know him. We haven't really seen him from any previous episodes or from the previous episode, I guess I should say. He kind of says goodbye to his family. He heads off. It is probably around, you know, maybe 4.30, 5 o'clock. He drives to a park where he goes for a jog. By the time he gets back, he notices uh, it is starting to get dark, and he notices that he has a flat tire, and he is going to get the spare tire out. As he does that, Ray comes up on him sort of out of nowhere, puts a pistol in his side, and says, all right, you know, come over to my car, puts him into the trunk, and they drive off to kind of out in the middle of nowhere, kind of out in the boonies. Ray gets him out. The guy's saying, you got the wrong guy. And he's like, well, you're uh, Luke Henson, aren't you? And the guy's like, oh gosh, oh no, what's going on? He starts to have him dig a dig his own grave. And here, you know, we do see some of the kind of the darkness of Ray. And especially the stuff that we're going to talk about here, we see that he he has a very ruthless side and a very dark side to him. So the guy is talking, he's like, um, he's pleading for his life, and Ray, of course, really isn't having any of it, and he's like, well, can I at least write a note? And he's like, no. And in their conversation, he's like, well, you know, that way my family kind of knows what happens to me. And Ray says, well, your wife knows what you're up to, right? And then he doesn't really answer, and he says, so, you know, she'll put two and two together. She'll figure it out. And Ray is getting ready to have a cigarette, and he is, he's standing probably, oh, maybe five, five, maybe six feet away from the guy as he's digging, and he's, you know, he, Ray's like, oh, keep going, keep going. And so as Ray goes to light his cigarette, he's got a cigarette in his mouth, and he, as he goes to bring his lighter up, the guy kind of sees his opportunity, and he's got a shovel in his hand, and he kind of jumps up from the hole and, and, and is going to try and attack Ray. And Ray just immediately brings up his gun and bang, 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 shoots him a couple of times. The guy falls back into the grave. He's still alive. The guy with his kind of dying breath is like, will you tell my family? And then boom, Ray shoots him again. So again, we see that, you know, Ray is pretty cold-hearted, he he dis, he displays a little bit of maybe anger. He kind of I think he takes a cigarette out of his mouth and throws it, if I remember right. And at the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, he was mad at the guy for doing that. And then kind of in, in, in a secondary watch, I thought he was maybe I thought maybe a little bit more mad at himself for letting the guy kind of get the jump on him. So it's, it's like he sort of let his guard down a little bit when he shouldn't have. And so that's what I kind of took it. And I guess we'll talk about it now. I don't know if it's one of those things where maybe this was all going to be a big show type deal. I don't think it is like they were going to maybe try and put the scare into the guy. And and the reason I say that I don't think it was that and the reason that Ray was mad was because, oh, it went wrong and the guy got killed and he wasn't maybe supposed to get killed is because Ray goes back. And, and then so once he shoots the guy, Ray then goes ahead and buries him. And then it cuts to they're at Ray's house, Ray and his daughter, Brittany. So Britt, they're at Ray's house. And she's talking about, oh, one of my friends said, you know, he wasn't real. And she's talking about Santa. And it's a, it's a real interesting conversation that they have. And Ray is very kind of matter of fact about stuff. And he's pretty, 
as much as he can be with his kid, he's pretty honest with her. You know, he's like, well, you know, Santa's more of, and she's like, is Santa real or not? You know, one of her friends has said Santa's not real. And the reason I'm going to kind of talk about some of this stuff is it does show us another side. And I think uh, I'll make this point here in just a second. So let's go on. In the scene, she's saying, well, is Santa real? And he's like, no, it's like her tradition. And she's like, well, why did you lie about it? And he's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. And he's like, I'm not even really sure what Santa has to do with the whole birth of Jesus. And then she's like, well, is Jesus real? And he has a funny line. He's like, well, I never met the guy, but, you know, possibly. Uh, and then she's like, well, what about the Easter bunny? And he's like, no. And then she's like, well, what about the tooth fairy? And he's like, no. And then she's like, well, what about unicorns? And then he's looking at her. And before he was just sort of kind of eating some peanuts and kind of like, yeah, you know, wasn't really paying too much. But he looks at her face and he can see that she is, is kind of being devastated because all these sort of childhood things that she believes in, he's telling her, no, it's not true. It's, you know, it, 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 this didn't happen. These things are just made up. And she's like, well, what about unicorns? And then he sees that disappointment and he's like, oh no, unicorns are real. And he tells her a story about when he was, he, you know, and she's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, well, I saw one. I saw one in the Blue Mountains. And I was, and he kind of goes over this little story and how he comes upon this. Uh, he was driving around he had to go to the bathroom and he jumped out and went up into the bushes and he heard this sound and he saw this unicorn and he's, you know, and he kind of describes what happened and he said, the unicorn says, well, you take care of yourself now, Ray. And then he said, then he flew right off, you know, he ran away. And uh, she's like, well, how do you know, how does, how did the unicorn know your name? And then that's when you get sort of the line of the episodes. And uh, again, in the first episode was called the PP guy. And in all of, at least of all the episodes that I've watched so far, and this will be uh, maybe the one spoiler I'll give you across the episodes, the episode somebody, either him or somebody in the episode, will actually say the episode's title. So anyway, Ray, as, as he finishes up this story and you see sort of Brittany's kind of childhood faith is, is restored a little bit, there's a ding-dong on the, on the old doorbell. He goes up and he has sort of one of these little things where he can look and see he's got a camera and he sees that the police are there. And uh, then we kind of cut from that to the next scene to where he is at Bruce's house. Remember, Bruce is his brother. And Ray is kind of moping around a little bit and Bruce picks up on it and he's like, well, what's wrong? And they, you know, he kind of him and haws about it. And he finally, he tells Bruce, oh, I got to go to court tomorrow for a bash ticket. And even, in, it's funny, I, I think because of the, the, the way the slang and the way, the, the way that his accent is and the way that he talks, that on, um, on the subtitles, and a lot of times I'll leave the subtitles on because it makes clarification for me on certain things. On the subtitles it said, I bashed a ticket. But what I think he actually says is, you know, I got a bash and I got a bash a ticket, meaning that he, you know, he beat up some guy and he got a, a summons for that where he has to go to court. Uh, and then Bruce kind of laughs at him and says, oh, you're getting sloppy. And they kind of, you know, uh, it lightens the mood a little bit. And, uh, you know, Ray kind of his 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 uh, mood uh, improves, I guess, somewhat. Now, so before I had said, you know, why are we 
why did we see that scene of of he of, of Ray and Brittany? Why do we see the scene of he and Bruce? Um, you didn't necessarily have to have that. You could just have him maybe show up from court or or uh, you know a thing where he maybe mentions in passing to somebody, oh, I've got to go to court, that type of thing. But I think it does show that Ray isn't necessarily, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but let me know what you guys think. Uh, I don't think that Ray would be kind of like a typical sociopath or uh, meaning that he, he Ray has uh, feelings, Ray has empathy, Ray has... Uh, now, he squashed a lot of those things down, but it's not like that Ray doesn't understand people's emotions, and it's not that he doesn't have emotions himself, like a complete sociopath or maybe a psychopath wouldn't. So anyway, the next scene after we cut from uh, Ray and Bruce, uh, Ray is at Freddy's club. He, he comes in, Freddy yells over to Ray, and I think what I may do, let me see if I can pull it up. I I'm going to go ahead and I will uh, see if I can't play that for you here real quick. This phone is giving me fits right now. So let me hit pause here just for a second. Oh, you know, and one thing before we... I'm going to play the clip of Ray and Freddie at the club. But before we do that... One of the things that I've noticed, and this again will be maybe a little bit of a spoiler, is there are certain little things that are carried throughout the series. So something will happen, and this I've seen this uh, again as I have. I'm at the end of episode, or at the end of um, season two, excuse me. So I've seen things that maybe something gets mentioned, or they talk about something, and then it comes it comes back into play down the road so if you remember from last episode from the first episode that we talked about that there was when ray had hit that kid and you know he was probably like a 20 year old so it wasn't necessarily a kid but when he had hit the street one of the street thugs i said it showed him and he looks back up the street and you see there's a person up there who is watching him and when Part of the, the conversation that Ray and Bruce have is they're talking about, oh, like Bruce is saying, like, how did they get you? And, and again, he said, oh, there was a witness. But that's what it is. So you did see, however briefly, that there was somebody that probably saw part of that altercation. So anyway, let's go back to the club here. And we will, let me play this clip for you here real quick. That guy, Henson? Yeah. He's not the guy. What does that mean? Well, we thought he was the guy. The, the guy who killed Willie Keys. See, Henson, he owed Willie 60 grand, so we thought it was him. But it wasn't. So I killed the wrong bloke. Hey, look, mate, I'm sorry. What? We thought it was him. What's the, what's the problem? Next time, make sure you got the right fucking guy. All right, so obviously because we're on audio, you can't see that. Freddie is, it's funny, he's not, the very first time I thought saw it, I thought, well, is Freddie maybe a little bit afraid that he, he's pissed off Ray? 
But I think he, as, you know, Ray is kind of looking at him with that kind of maniacal smile. And it's, you know, it's, it's sort of one of the um, things that we could talk about maybe as a trigger or, a, or a, an indicator probably that Ray may be getting ready to be violent. And I think, and again, like I said, I thought maybe Freddie was kind of a, a little bit maybe of uneasy or afraid, but I, I think he genuine, is genuinely confused at, at Ray's, at maybe kind of the, because he can pick up on, he knows he's known Ray a long time, and he can pick up on sort of Ray's displeasure, you know, for lack of a better thing. Uh, and I don't know if it is maybe because Ray feels that um, maybe it kind of crosses his his code a little bit. It, it kind of goes outside Ray's code of... And, well, I don't know. Uh, again, we I think we talked a little bit before, and there's there's stuff that I know because I've seen more episodes than maybe some of you guys. Uh, or if if somebody if you're here and you're you're you uh, and you've seen a bunch of them already, you sort of know that Ray has a code that he operates under. There are certain things that I think he sees as fair game and certain things that he does not. And I think perhaps it might be one of these two reasons: e- either that it kind of crossed it, it it caused Ray to sort of maybe do an action that he wouldn't have done. Because he felt maybe, oh, this guy didn't deserve what happened to him. You know, even though he was kind of operating in that criminal world, and, you know, sometimes you roll your dice and you take your chances, he may have still felt, oh, this, this was maybe a bit extreme for, you know, for what happened, especially if he wasn't the guy that, that we thought killed this other person. Who, you know, and this, you know, this guy, Willie, whoever they're talking about, he doesn't really ever come back up again, I don't think, at least in this episode. Or it might be that Ray is, is a little bit upset in that if this guy isn't the right guy, it may cause the police to look further into it if, when he goes missing, when he comes up missing. And so it, it may be that Ray sees it as it is unprofessional and that it could lead to possible blowback to him later down the road, and that's what he doesn't like. So we cut from that to the next scene. Ray is outside, and I think he's just gone outside. He's sort of by the water. He's having a smoke. He's still a little maybe perturbed. You can see he's, he's, he's uh, a little uneasy. We cut to him. He, he then we cut later. He's back at home. He's having trouble sleeping. He's sort of tossing and turning a little bit. He gets up. He goes into Britt's room, kind of pulls her covers back up, and it just kind of sits down there on the bed and kind of watches her sleep for a little bit. The next day, what uh, the next scene we see is we see Henson's wife is pulling in uh, to her driveway, and she's got the, the kids with her. She's giving them groceries. They're going into the thing. The kids go in. She's pulling some more groceries out of the back of the car. Ray is sort of in disguise in that he's got a hat and dark glasses and kind of a jacket pulled up. And he kind of approaches her from the side and behind. And he grabs one of the, grabs her real quick and says, Luke said to give this to you if anything ever happened to him. And she's like, what, what? And then he just immediately kind of walks off down the street. And 
This kind of leads a little bit of credence, I think, to um, the wife is kind of, uh, she kind of starts to break down and starts to cry. But I think this maybe leads a little bit of credence to when Ray and the guy's name was Luke Kenson. So when Ray and Luke, before he was, you know, going to kill him, when Ray had said, oh, well, your wife knows what you do what you're doing or what you're up to. So I, I think that um, with her reaction, I think then his wife kind of knows, oh, he's had some dealings with these underworld people and I know he's borrowed a lot of money from them and they have probably have killed him, that type of thing. So the next thing we cut to, we see A and uh, Ray. We see Ray and Allie and they are... Uh, what looks appear what looks like and appears to be sort of their first dinner date. So he has, you know, called her up. Uh, he got her number on the last episode. And they're kind of given a little bit of background. He talks about that he was divorced and that he has a daughter. And she talked and he asked her if she would ever been married before. And she says, no, but I was engaged and, it, you know, it didn't last. They end up just, you know, having some just... Uh, not anything earth shattering. You don't really, I don't think we get to uh, know too much about uh, hardcore character development. Uh, they end up going back to Allie's place where they talk about, uh, she gets a text from a friend and she says, oh, you know, this guy's okay. You know, she's the, or her friend is, doesn't know whether the, her current boyfriend that she has is going to work out. And, and Allie says to Ray, like, she doesn't, he's not a good kisser. And so they, they kind of talk about that. Then they end up sort of, Ray is saying like, well, you got to find somebody who you mesh up with. And, and then they end up kind of kissing on the couch. And then we cut to, it's sort of that next, I think it's the next morning. So we cut to Ray. He's out in the garage. He's working out. He's working on the punching bag. And then the next thing we see is he is rushing into the hospital and he is still sort of in his workout shorts and the t-shirt and he's got a little jacket on. And what we see is that Gary is in the hospital, his wife is there, the brother-in-law Vasily is there, um, and Gary has been placed into a medically induced coma because he's been beaten so badly. Uh, also, there's a quick flash where Ray looks at Gary's hands and sees that the knuckles and, and the hands are kind of bashed up too a little bit. Ray takes Vasily out of well, and I guess I'll throw this in too, because in in episode one, we see that sort of, uh, they call her Tat, which I think her name is, which is Gary's wife, but Tat seems to have a lot of, I don't know, maybe disdain for Ray. Uh, I think she, she understands that Gary and Ray are kind of in the criminal world, and I don't think she has disdain maybe for Ray. I think, may, you know, I'm not exactly sure why. And maybe she just thinks Ray's a weirdo because she thought he was, you know, looking at the pee-pee porn. I don't know. But, you know, Ray comes in and then she kind of breaks down. And he actually comforts her and she takes the comfort from him. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I thought that, that, that there was a little bit of a, um, it was an interesting thing to, to sort of show that. Um, that there really, I don't think there's, there's really not a lot of animosity or as much as maybe we think that there is between the two. So um, Ray takes Vasily outside of the room and he's like, you know, let me know what happened. Vasily is being kind of elusive with some of his answers. 
basically Vasily tells Ray that, hey, we were going to do this gun deal and it went bad. And these guys came out, you know, we were um, getting ready to pay. These guys came out and they bashed up Gary real bad. And, and he's like, well, why didn't they bash you? And he was like, oh, well, I, uh, you know, I fought back and I didn't have the guns and they didn't me. And I, you know, I hit this one guy a few times in his face. And he's like, you did really? And he's like, oh, how's your hands? And he holds up Vasily, grabs Vasily's hands. He's like, oh, they're fine. And he's like, all right. So he heads off. Uh, he leaves. But we, we know that Ray isn't falling for it. And, and uh, he knows something isn't right about Vasily's story. So we cut to, we see Vasily. He's back at Gary and Tatiana's house. And as he comes out of the bathroom, Ray is there. Uh, Ray kicks him kind of down handcuffs him to the radiator and uh, is starting to, to rough up Vasily. He basically lets him know, you know, your story is, is BS. And, you know, you punched these guys, right? You fought back. And then Ray punches Vasily a couple of times in the face and then shows him his hand and his knuckles are kind of a little cut and bloody. And he said, this is what happens to your hands if you're in a fight. Ray basically says... He takes out a knife and says, I'm going to cut your dick off and flush it down the dunny. Dunny's word for toilet. And he goes, and you're going to go through the rest of your life without a dick. And so, um, and he starts to cut Vasily's pants. And then Vasily's is like, no, 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 wait. There was this guy. He, he spills the beans and he says, there was this guy named Hassan. He was sort of, you know, Vasily tells him he was sort of the mastermind. So Ray, we don't see this, but Ray obviously makes... Vasily call Hassan. Hassan comes over to Gary's house where they're at. Ray pulls a gun on Hassan and he's talking with Hassan about uh, what, you know, tell me what, you know, start talking, you know. And so Hassan, you know, it's funny, all these guys, you know, they, they don't ever admit to anything. He's like, about what? And he's like, well, what do you think? And so Hassan looks over at Vasily and says, look, it was, this was all Vasily's idea. We were going to rip off Gary because Gary had the money and, you know, we'd have the money and get to keep the guns. And then Hassan says, look, I didn't mean for your friend to get bashed. We didn't mean for Gary to get bashed, but he has a lot of balls and he fought back. Uh, and then I think it's sort of one of those things of once it kind of kicks off, it kicks off. Ray says, okay, well, who are these guys? Do they have names? And he, and then Hassan says, he's kind of hesitant to tell him at first. And he says, okay, if, he goes, I, if I tell you who these guys are, you're not going to kill them because um, these are, I guess, you know, basically he's just kind of trying to look out for his crew a little bit. And then we cut to a scene where there's these other guys, you see this guy and this girl, and they're kind of on the couch and they're making out. And then there's, they hear a noise out. The guy gets up to go investigate out at the front door. He opens it up. Ray kicks him kind of across the room and he falls through a glass table, gets kind of cut up. He then leaves. He, the next thing you see, there's this guy in a nightclub and he's in the washroom and he's, uh, He's washing his hands. He looks up in the mirror, and then there's Ray behind him. Ray shoves his head into the into the mirror, cracks a glass, and then uh, it cuts. And then we see Ray come out, and he's got blood splashed over his face. So even though at, at the first guy's house we didn't really see him get beat up too bad, at this point 
I don't think Ray killed those guys. I think he actually just sort of beat them up maybe as a message to say, you know, if you have future dealings with Gary, you're, you know, he's don't, he's off limits to be, you know, beaten up. Um, you know, don't try and rip him off again because he's affiliated with me type thing. And that is how the episode ends. Ray has gone up and, and beaten those guys up. So that is it for episode two. Uh, like I said, I don't know if we're going to get any feedback. If we do, I will splice that in here and then I'll, I'll be able to, to do uh, some talking about some stuff if we do get any if we don't, like I said, this hasn't gone out or episode one hasn't gone out on the air yet. But if you would like to give feedback on either episode one or episode two, please feel free to do so. Let me go ahead and give you the contact information again. The voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. And again, you are limited to three minutes on that. I think you could call it back a bunch of times if you wanted to. Or if you want to do your own audio and send that in, you can always do it on your smartphone, send that in to me, or you know, type out an old-fashioned email, and I will get that stuff on the air for you. The email address, again, is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my friends, that will do it for today. The next episode that we're going to be Covering is going to be, again, Season 1, Episode 3 of Mr. In-Between, and that is called Captain Obvious. And I don't know whether or not I will maybe do that sometime tonight, and uh, that way I'll have at least almost half of Season 1 kind of all wrapped up before I head back home. I'll be heading back home tomorrow, which is going to be Wednesday. All right, my beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, I hope you're enjoying this. It's a little bit uh, somewhat different in that, that we're doing a, a series. Uh, I do have plans on doing some other series that I've talked about in the past before, uh, but I think I like how this is, is, is going. Let me know if you think it's maybe, whether you like it, whether you don't, whether you think it's maybe too much detail, whether I should maybe stick to talking maybe more about kind of some of the emotional aspects of the characters, um, some of that type of stuff or not. Um, I will probably always go through, and like I said, everything will be heavily spoiled. Um, but what we won't do is try and spoil anything for uh, on uh, future episodes that we haven't talked about yet. But once we've talked about an episode, so we've talked about one, so one is now, of course, fair game. And when I do episode three, uh, anything that has happened in one or two, of course, is fair game to talk about in episode three as well. All right, like I said, I will uh, talk to you guys next time.